Good afternoon, everyone. It's Mike from Forward Observer. I'm reading on into Chapter 3 of Historical Dynamics by Professor Peter Turchin. As you may recall, Turchin studies failed states and collapsing empires and civilizations, and he tries to develop a mathematical model that explains their failure. Now, if you haven't yet, I do recommend that you go back and watch the first video that I did on this book because you're going to get a better picture by watching them back to back. Now, in Chapter 3, Turchin introduces the idea that collective solidarity is one factor in the rise and fall of states. When social or collective solidarity begins to erode, so does that group of people, and it leads to state collapse. Now, this collective solidarity might apply to race or ethnicity, to a religious body, to a socioeconomic class, to a nation state or a country, but ultimately, when that collective solidarity erodes, the country tends to fall apart. Turchin cites a 1992 study by Randall Collins in which Collins arrives at this conclusion. Quote, the best organized group usually wins, and that means the group with the most internal solidarity. Another historian, Carol Quigley, referred to this as a softening of the fiber of society. Now, Collins and Quigley are both Western figures, white cisgender males, if you will. But there are also non-Westerners, who share similar observations from different times and in different cultures and different languages. In the 14th century, there was an Arab thinker and philosopher named Ibn Khaldun who described Asabiyah, which is roughly translated into English as the spirit of kinship or a group feeling. Turchin describes Asabiyah as a group's capacity for collective action. Now, Ibn Khaldun looked at the differences between nomadic Berber tribes and civilized Arab societies in Arabic Spain, North Africa, and the Middle East. And an important conclusion that he drew is that nomadic Berber tribes had greater struggles and they depended on each other for survival, which led to stronger asabia. As Turchin describes it, collective action is key to group survival. This is a group survival process, therefore they forged stronger bonds. Now, on the other hand, Ibn Khaldun looked at civilized Arabic cities, with excess and luxuries, generally fewer hardships, certainly not the day-to-day -day survival that the nomadic Berbers faced. And he observed that these civilized societies tended to have weaker asabiyah. Those weaker social ties or weaker collective solidarity obviously led to greater social degeneration. Ibn Khaldun's final conclusion was that too much luxury leads to intra-elite competition, which leads to a decline in asabiyah which eventually leads to state collapse. In summation, ruling social or political elites are no longer primarily concerned with leading their people to a better future. They're primarily concerned with this excess of luxury, and they begin fighting amongst themselves. Now, for the United States, that's probably fighting for political control of the tax base and the financial system, and we have reached a point in society where politics and ideology are eroding our country's asabia. This has been happening for generations. It ebbs and flows, but we are certainly at a, another high water mark in this country. In any case, according to Ibn Khaldun's observations, we might be headed towards state collapse with this erosion of the country's asabia. Now, what I'm going to tell you next is by far the most important part of this video. The first point is that social cohesion matters. Turchin points out, quote, Cultural uniformity appears to be an important precondition of social cohesion. If you want to disrupt social cohesion, 
then you disrupt cultural uniformity, first by undermining the dominant culture, which in this case is Western values, predominantly Christian, capitalist, so on, and then by empowering other cultures to compete for dominance. And this is exactly what's happening in the United States today. As a matter of fact, it was just last week that DHS came out and said they're removing references to assimilation. They are no longer going to encourage new immigrants to assimilate into American culture. Now, I don't think that anyone could look at the United States right now and say that as a country, we have strong asabia. Collective solidarity does in fact exist. And in some cases it is very strong, but it's in small pockets of society. And these pockets are often in competition or conflict with each other. And a brief survey of history shows that states that lack collective solidarity as a nation or a nation state or as a people are eventually subsumed by stronger tribes, either through foreign conquest or revolution. Now, I'll leave you with a question that you're going to have to answer yourself. This country is in a revolutionary environment. There is an ongoing cultural revolution, and then there is this counter-revolution that's still trying to get off the ground. One or the other is going to replace the current regime. And it's right here that we can go back to Collins's conclusion that in periods of state collapse, competing groups with greater internal solidarity or those that are the best organized or those that have the greatest capacity for collective action are the ones that come out on top. So my question to you is, what are you doing to foster greater solidarity with your tribe? If the answer is nothing, then history shows that you are going to be conquered by a stronger tribe. Don't expect others to get this done for you. You have to jump in and push with the rest of us. The choice is between the spirit of 1776 or the spirit of 1789. One of those spirits is going to be visited upon you. Luckily, we are still in a position to choose which one of those spirits that is. That's all I have for you today. Until next time, be well and stay out front. <laughs>